Luke, chapter 12. As thousands of people crowded around Jesus and were stepping on each other, he told his disciples, Be sure to guard against the dishonest teaching of the Pharisees. It is their way of fooling people. Everything that is hidden will be found out and every secret will be known. Whatever you say in the dark will be heard when it is day. Whatever you whisper in a closed room will be shouted from the housetops. My friends, don't be afraid of people. They can kill you, but after that there is nothing else they can do. God is the one you must fear. Not only can he take your life, but he can throw you into hell. God is certainly the one you should fear. Five sparrows are sold for just two pennies, but God doesn't forget a single one of them. Even the hairs on your head are counted, so don't be afraid. You are worth much more than many sparrows. If you tell others that you belong to me, the Son of Man will tell God's angels that you are my followers. But if you reject me, you will be rejected in front of them. If you speak against the Son of Man, you can be forgiven, but if you speak against the Holy Spirit, you cannot be forgiven. When you are brought to trial in the Jewish meeting places or before rulers or officials, don't worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. At that time, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. A man in a crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, Tell my brother to give me my share of what our father left us when he died. Jesus answered, Who gave me the right to settle arguments between you and your brother? Then he said to the crowd, Don't be greedy. Owning a lot of things won't make your life safe. So Jesus told them this story. A rich man's farm produced a big crop. And he said to himself, What can I do? I don't have a place large enough to store everything. Later, he said, Now I know what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones, where I can store all my grain and other goods. Then I'll say to myself, You have stored up enough good things to last for years to come. Live it up. Eat, drink and enjoy yourself. But God said to him, You fool! Tonight you will die. Then who will get what you have stored up? This is what happens to people who store up everything for themselves but are poor in the sight of God. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you not to worry about your life. Don't worry about having something to eat or wear. Life is more than food or clothing. Look at the crows. They don't plant or harvest, and they don't have storehouses or barns, but God takes care of them. You are much more important than any birds. Can worry make you live longer? If you don't have power over small things, why worry about everything else? Look how the wild flowers grow. They don't work hard to make their clothes, but I tell you that Solomon, with all his wealth, wasn't as well clothed as one of these flowers. God gives such beauty to everything that grows in the fields, even though it is here today and thrown into a fire tomorrow. Won't he do even more for you? You have such little faith. Don't keep worrying about 
having something to eat or drink. Only people who don't know God are always worrying about such things. Your father knows what you need. But put God's work first, and these things will be yours as well. My little group of disciples, don't be afraid. Your father wants to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give the money to the poor. Make yourselves money bags that never wear out. <laughs> Make sure your treasure is safe in heaven, where thieves cannot steal it and moths cannot destroy it. Your heart will always be where your treasure is. Be ready and keep your lamps burning, just like those servants who wait up for their master to return from a wedding feast. As soon as he comes and knocks, they open the door for him. Servants are fortunate if their master finds them awake and ready when he comes. I promise you that he will get ready and make his servants sit down so that he can serve them. <laughs> Those servants are really fortunate if their master finds them ready, even though he comes late at night or early in the morning. You would not let a thief break into your home if you knew when the thief was coming. So, always be ready. You don't know when the Son of Man will come. Peter asked Jesus, Did you say this just for us, or for everyone? The Lord answered, Who are faithful and wise servants? Who are the ones the master will put in charge of giving the other servants their food supplies at the proper time? Servants are fortunate if their master comes and finds them doing their job. A servant who is always faithful will be put in charge of everything the master owns. But suppose one of the servants thinks that the master won't return until late. Suppose that servant starts beating all the other servants and eats and drinks and gets drunk. If that happens, the master will come on a day and at a time when the servant least expects him. That servant will be punished and thrown out with the servants who cannot be trusted. If servants are not ready or willing to do what their master wants them to do, they will be beaten hard. But servants who don't know what their master wants them to do will not be beaten so hard for doing wrong. If God has been generous with you, he will expect you to serve him well. But if he has been more than generous, <laughs> he will expect you to serve him even better. I came to set fire to the earth, and I wish it were already on fire. I am going to be put to a hard test, and I will have to suffer a lot of pain until it is over. Do you think that I came to bring peace to earth? No, indeed. I came to make people choose sides. A family of five will be divided, with two of them against the other three. Fathers and sons will turn against one another, and mothers and daughters will do the same. Mothers-in-law and daughters-in-law will also turn against each other. Jesus said to all the people, As soon as you see a cloud coming up in the west, you say it's going to rain. And it does. When the south wind blows, you say, it's going to get hot, and it does. Are you trying to fool someone? You can predict the weather by looking at the earth and sky, but you don't really know what's going on right now. 
Why don't you understand the right thing to do? When someone accuses you of something, try to settle things before you are taken to court. If you don't, you will be dragged before the judge. Then the judge will hand you over to the jailer and you will be locked up. You won't get out until you have paid the last penny you owe. Luke, chapter 13 About this same time, Jesus was told that Pilate had given orders for some people from Galilee to be killed while they were offering sacrifices. Jesus replied, Do you think that these people were worse sinners than everyone else in Galilee just because of what happened to them? Not at all. But you can be sure that if you don't turn back to God, every one of you will also be killed. What about those eighteen people who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them? Do you think they were worse than everyone else in Jerusalem? Not at all. But you can be sure that if you don't turn back to God, every one of you will also die. Jesus then told them this story. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard. One day he went out to pick some figs, but he didn't find any. So he said to the gardener, For three years I have come looking for figs on this tree, and I haven't found any yet. Chop it down. Why should it take up space? The gardener answered, Master, leave it for another year. I'll dig around it and put some manure on it and make it grow. Perhaps it'll have figs on it next year. If it doesn't, you can have it cut down. One Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in a Jewish meeting place and a woman was there who had been crippled by an evil spirit for 18 years. She was completely bent over and could not straighten up. When Jesus saw the woman, he called her over and said, You are now well. He placed his hands on her, and at once she stood up straight and praised God. The man in charge of the meeting place was angry because Jesus had healed someone on the Sabbath. So he said to the people, Each week has six days when we can work. Come and be healed on one of those days, but not on the Sabbath. The Lord replied, are you trying to fool someone? Won't any one of you untie your ox or donkey and lead it out to drink on a Sabbath? This woman belongs to the family of Abraham, but Satan has kept her bound for 18 years. Isn't it right to set her free on the Sabbath? Jesus' words made his enemies ashamed. But everyone else in the crowd was happy about the wonderful things he was doing. Jesus said... What is God's kingdom like? What can I compare it with? Hmm. It is like what happens when someone plants a mustard seed in a garden. The seed grows as big as a tree and birds nest in its branches. Then Jesus said, What can I compare God's kingdom with? It is like what happens when a woman mixes yeast into three batches of flour. Finally, all the dough rises. As Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, he taught the people in the towns and villages. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? Jesus answered, Do all you can to go in by the narrow door. A lot of people will try to get in but will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and locks the door, you will be left standing outside. You will knock on the door and say, Sir, open the door for us. But the owner will answer, I don't know a thing about you. Then you will start saying, 
We dined with you, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I really don't know who you are. Get away from me, you evil people. Then, when you have been thrown outside, you will weep and grit your teeth because you will see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets in God's kingdom. People will come from all directions and sit down to feast in God's kingdom. There, the ones who are now least important will be the most important, and those who are now most important will be least important. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said, You had better get away from here. Herod wants to kill you. Jesus said to them, Go and tell that fox. I am going to force out demons and heal people today and tomorrow, and three days later I'll have finished. But I'm going on my way today and tomorrow and the next day. After all, Jerusalem is the place where prophets are killed. Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Your people have killed the prophets and have stoned the messengers who were sent to you. I have often wanted to gather your people as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you wouldn't let me. Now your temple will be deserted. You won't see me again until the time when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Luke, chapter 14 One Sabbath, Jesus was having dinner in the home of an important Pharisee, and everyone was carefully watching Jesus. All of a sudden, a man with swollen legs stood up in front of him. Jesus turned and asked the Pharisees and the teachers of the law of Moses, Is it right to heal on the Sabbath? But they did not say a word. Jesus took hold of the man. Then he healed him and sent him away. Afterwards, Jesus asked the people, If your son or ox falls into a well, wouldn't you pull him out straight away, even on the Sabbath? There was nothing they could say. Jesus saw how the guests had tried to take the best seats. So he told them, When you are invited to a wedding feast, don't sit at the best place. Someone more important may have been invited. Then the one who invited you will come and say, Give your place to this other guest. You will be embarrassed and will have to sit in the worst place. When you are invited to be a guest, go and sit in the worst place. Then the one who invited you may come and say, My friend, take a better seat. You will then be honoured in front of all the other guests. If you put yourself above others, you will be put down. But if you humble yourself, you will be honoured. Then Jesus said to the man who had invited him, When you give a dinner or a banquet, don't invite your friends and family and relatives and rich neighbours. If you do, they will invite you in return and you will be paid back. When you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame and the blind, they cannot pay you back. But God will bless you and reward you when his people rise from death. After Jesus had finished speaking, one of the guests said, The greatest blessing of all is to be at the banquet in God's kingdom. Jesus told him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited a lot of guests. When the banquet was ready, he sent a servant to tell the guests, Everything is ready, please come. One guest after another started making excuses. 
The first one said, I bought some land and I've got to look it over. Please excuse me. Another guest said, I bought five teams of oxen and I need to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another guest said, I've just got married and I can't be there. The servant told his master what happened and the master became so angry that he said, Go as fast as you can to every street and alley in town. Bring in everyone who is poor or crippled or blind or lame. When the servant returned, he said, Master, I've done what you told me and there's still plenty of room for more people. His master then told him, Go out along the back roads and lanes and make people come in, so that my house will be full. Not one of the guests I first invited will get even a bite of my food. Large crowds were walking along with Jesus when he turned and said, You cannot be my disciple unless you love me more than you love your father and mother, your wife and children and your brothers and sisters. You cannot come with me unless you love me more than you love your own life. You cannot be my disciple unless you carry your own cross and come with me. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. What is the first thing you will do? Won't you sit down and figure out how much it will cost and if you have enough money to pay for it? Otherwise, you will start building the tower but not be able to finish. Then everyone who sees what is happening will laugh at you. They will say, you started building but you could not finish the job. What will a king do if he has only 10,000 soldiers to defend himself against a king who is about to attack him with 20,000 soldiers? Before he goes out to battle, won't he first sit down and decide if he can win? If he thinks he won't be able to defend himself... He will send messengers and ask for peace while the other king is still a long way off. So then, you cannot be my disciple unless you give away everything you own. Salt is good, but if it no longer tastes like salt, how can it be made to taste salty again? It is no longer good for the soil or even for the manure pile. People simply throw it out. If you have ears, pay attention. Luke, chapter 15 Tax collectors and sinners were all crowding around to listen to Jesus. So the Pharisees and the teachers of the law of Moses started grumbling, This man is friendly with sinners. He even eats with them. Then Jesus told them this story. If any of you has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will you do? Won't you leave the ninety-nine in the field and go and look for the lost sheep until you find it? And when you find it, you will be so glad that you will put it on your shoulder and carry it home. Then you will call in your friends and neighbours and say, Let's celebrate! i found my lost sheep! Jesus said, In the same way there is more happiness in heaven because of one sinner who turns to God than over ninety-nine good people who don't need to. Jesus told the people another story. What will a woman do if she has ten silver coins and loses one of them? Won't she light a lamp, sweep the floor and look carefully until she finds it? Then she will call in her friends and neighbours and say, Let's celebrate. I've found the coin I lost. Jesus said, In the same way, God's angels are happy when even one person turns to him. Jesus also told them another story. Once a man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Give me my share of the property. So the father divided his property between his two sons. Not long after that, 
the younger son packed up everything he owned and left for a foreign country where he wasted all his money in wild living. He'd spent everything when a bad famine spread through that whole land. Soon he had nothing to eat. He went to work for a man in that country, and the man sent him out to take care of his pigs. He would have been glad to eat what the pigs were eating, but no one gave him a thing. Finally, he came to his senses and said, My father's workers have plenty to eat, and here I am, starving to death. I will go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against God in heaven and against you. I am no longer good enough to be called your son. Treat me like one of your workers. The younger son got up and started back to his father. But when he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt sorry for him. He ran to his son and hugged and kissed him. The son said, Father, I have sinned against God in heaven and against you. I am no longer good enough to be called your son. But his father said to the servants, Hurry and bring the best clothes and put them on him. Give him a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Get the best calf and prepare it so we can eat and celebrate. His son of mine was dead, but now has come back to life. He was lost and has now been found. And they began to celebrate. The elder son had been out in the field, but when he came near the house he heard the music and dancing, so he called one of the servants over and asked, What's going on here? The servant answered, Your brother has come home safe and sound, and your father ordered us to kill the best calf. The elder brother got so angry that he would not even go into the house. His father came out and begged him to go in, but he said to his father, For years I've worked for you like a slave, and I've always obeyed you. But you've never even given me a little goat so that I could give a dinner for my friends. This other son of yours wasted your money on prostitutes. And now that he's come home, you order the best calf to be killed for a feast. His father replied, My son, you're always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we should be glad and celebrate. Your brother was dead, but he's now alive. He was lost and has now been found. Luke chapter 16 Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man once had a manager to take care of his business, but he was told that his manager was wasting money. So the rich man called him in and said, What is this I hear about you? Tell me what you have done. You are no longer going to work for me. The manager said to himself, What shall I do now that my master is going to fire me? I can't dig ditches and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do so that people will welcome me into their homes after I've lost my job. Then, one by one, he called in the people who were in debt to his master. He asked the first one, How much do you owe my master? A hundred barrels of olive oil, the man answered. So the manager said, Take your bill and sit down and quickly write fifty. The manager asked someone else who was in debt to his master, How much do you owe? A thousand sacks of wheat, the man replied. The manager said, take your bill and write eight hundred. The master praised his dishonest manager for looking out for himself so well. That's how it is. The people of this world look out for themselves better than the people who belong to the light. My disciples, I tell you to use wicked wealth to make friends for yourselves. Then when it is gone, you will be welcomed into an eternal home. 
Anyone who can be trusted in little matters can also be trusted in important matters. But anyone who is dishonest in little matters will be dishonest in important matters. If you cannot be trusted with this wicked wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? And if you cannot be trusted with what belongs to someone else, who will give you something that will be your own? You cannot be the slave of two masters. You will like one more than the other or be more loyal to one than to the other. You cannot serve God and money. The Pharisees really loved money. So when they heard what Jesus said, they made fun of him. But Jesus told them, You are always making yourselves look good. But God sees what is in your heart. The things that most people think are important are worthless as far as God is concerned. Until the time of John the Baptist, people had to obey the law of Moses and the books of the prophets. But since God's kingdom has been preached, everyone is trying hard to get in. Heaven and earth will disappear before the smallest letter of the law does. It is a terrible sin for a man to divorce his wife and marry another woman. It is also a terrible sin for a man to marry a divorced woman. There was once a rich man who wore expensive clothes and every day ate the best food. But a poor beggar named Lazarus was brought to the gate of the rich man's house. He was happy just to eat the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. His body was covered with sores and dogs kept coming up to lick them. The poor man died and angels took him to the place of honour next to Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. He went to hell and was suffering terribly. When he looked up and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side, he said to Abraham, Have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip his finger in water and touch my tongue. I'm suffering terribly in this fire. Abraham answered, my friend, remember that while you lived, you had everything good, and Lazarus had everything bad. Now he is happy, and you are in pain. And besides, there is a deep ditch between us, and no one from either side can cross over. But the rich man said, Abraham, and please send Lazarus to my father's home. Let him warn my five brothers, so they won't come to this horrible place. Abraham answered, Your brothers can read what Moses and the prophets wrote. They should pay attention to that. Then the rich man said, No, that's not enough. If only someone from the dead would go to them, they would listen and turn to God. So Abraham said, If they won't pay attention to Moses and the prophets... They won't listen even to someone who comes back from the dead.